Non-stop shock radio. The station that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome, Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk, to another week of news that you don't hear about. Bill Dean, formerly of CBS, the author of Smooth Criminal, and his website, Our Missing News, that tells you everything that's going on that they don't want you to know about. Hi, Marla. Welcome back after a long weekend. Aloha. Aloha, everybody. My mic's a little bit screwed up, uh, so uh, if it is... And so are you. And so am I. Anyway, uh, we're going to have... Bill's going to be talking about all kind of goody things. Oh, by the way, we have a new king today. He was born to uh, the English... uh, What do they call it? The king and queen over there? bleeding going on a lot of news out there and everybody's trying to figure out what the hell's going on but bill dean has everything in in command oh by the way renegade nation we have a new radio station it plays the hottest music of today plus it plays the talk shows too on renegade isn't that cool look how low i am why is this not working right well i'm having a problem here can you hear me bill I hear you just fine. You sound better than me, and you're on the phone. <laughs> well, keep it that way. Yeah, keep Rich, my big mouth shut. Richie, you always have a problem. Yeah, well, your mic sounds better, too, and I sound terrible. I sound That's like I'm in an echo chamber. Bill and I are great, yeah, aren't we, Bill? Yeah, you guys are really fabulous. I, <laughs> yeah, over the uh, weekend, I went on the air by myself. I had a lot of fun talking to uh, Renegade Nation. So, anyway, so, Bill, what's new in the news? Tell us. Give us an oh, update. We got, we got a lot of developments coming here. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think this thing may backfire on the president. The president, uh, you know, we got. Uh, it's just not him. All these presidents recently, they want to go down in history, and they're worried about how they're going to look. Uh, not not toward the end of their campaign, not toward the end of their administration, but right here. Here, this guy's right in the middle of his eight years. He's got three and a half years to go, and he's already worried about his. Uh, reputation in the in the history books a hundred years from now so what has he done about it well he's got a plan now to go around the country and deliver at least six speeches he loves to do speeches yes he does six speeches in the next two months telling the country how grateful they should be because of his expertise in taking care of the economy. Well, I, I <laughs> think, hey, Bill, Bill. So much better than when he got it. Bill, I and think, I th- and I, I, I totally agree with you. He should be patting himself on the back for doing a great job, and he should be out there um, surrounding himself with his supporters, but the first place he should go to is Detroit. That's right. Because he did such uh, a great we job. We don't know if that thing's going to spread. We don't think so. We think it's just a Detroit problem, as they used to say, and nobody's living in Detroit anymore. Uh, I, I don't know how these guys are playing for the uh, for the Detroit Tigers, making eighty million dollars <laughs> and like that. How they can uh, how they can even be supported by the people? Yeah, nobody shows uh, up. There's nobody there. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way you yeah. say Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, the Motown City. Say it in the center of the city, and um, what do they have? In, they say Bulmer uh, for Baltimore in the center <laughs> of that city. And, uh, anyway, uh, uh, the presidents—they—they uh, they all seem more interested in their legacy. Uh, George Bush was interested in that, and Daddy Bush, and all of them. And uh, Mr. Obama has visions that he can be known as the economic president, the one who rescued America from the Great Recession. The White House says these six planned speeches, but I think this might backfire, and they might modify those speeches. They may not, uh, I mean, because they're really going to get blasted, and people are going to say, what are you kidding? I can't find a job. And Obama's walking around saying that uh, he's helped the economy. Um, 
Bill, so you know what he I said, think Bill? That it might backfire. Maybe he'll do other stories on those speeches. Bill, he said he said about two years ago, and Marla remembers this perfectly. And Marla, you can say it. The private, okay, say it. The private sector is doing just fine. He said that right before. Right. Yeah, it is. It's right. why are you complaining, and now Bill? He says he says that uh, he this is a chance for him to claim credit for what he termed America's sense of stability. Did you know that we are in a sense of stability? I didn't know that. That's news yeah. to me. Right. Well, you have to be told that. See? I and need to be told everything. And he's trying to tell you something. I, I believe everything they say. <laughs> Don't you? Well, he, he <laughs> wants you to be that way. Exactly. Um, yeah, well, the Republicans, as you can imagine, are already on this guy, and he hasn't delivered speech one, which ha- which happens on Wednesday. So, uh, but uh, you know, when people brag, they really are opening themselves up to lots of trouble. So, hey, Bill, what's the unemployment? What's the unemployment rate? <laughs> How many people? <laughs> yeah, about seven point uh, what uh, six uh, or something. I really don't believe. It's hard I, to keep I, up. I don't believe anything they say about the unemployment rate. A lot of people have dropped out of the right. unemployment rolls. Well, you yeah, don't know how many people. True. The the uh, Austrian those, those people are not counted if they uh, because they give up. Uh, those that give up uh, looking, those that don't go and get their unemployment insurance and so forth, they're non-entities anyway. Uh, um, uh, there's a great story that the, you got to credit the New York Times for this. I didn't find it any other place. Uh, there's a, a New York Times investigation, and this explains, I know what you think of the banks and how much you love the banks. I love the love banksters. They're story. great people. Nice. Okay. Uh, there's a New York Times investigation came up with an alarming story on how the banks make money in the United States. Now, you know how they've done it, but you haven't heard about this. There are 27 warehouses in Detroit where they store aluminum. And uh, the aluminum is delivered from one warehouse to another. And each time they deliver it to another warehouse, the price of aluminum goes up like one-tenth of one penny per per um, the uh, the Coca-Cola and whatever cans that you, you got your stuff in. Hey, Bill. And, uh, this this hey, goes hey Bill. on, and they have made, Bill. because we have 90 billion <laughs> cans a year, and they have made over $5 billion in so, this thing in, so, in, uh, in four years. Uh, Goldman Sachs, uh, the bank uh, which contributed the most uh, to the Obama campaign last year. Oh, my God. The president to push mercury-laced CFLs that you know well about. Yeah, we know about that, too. And this is good. They now now are taking this money. As somebody said on CNBC this morning, this is is unheard of. They're, they're, They're moving money around and they're making nothing for America. They're doing... They're just raising the price. So all of your aluminum gets increased, and nothing has been improved. The aluminum product hasn't been improved or anything, but yet you are paying more because they pack up the trucks, and they deliver it from one warehouse to the other. And each time they deliver it to the new warehouse, they've upped the price of the aluminum. That's the so, Bill, Bill, that's the American way. Go ahead, Marla. So now we know what they do in Detroit. Now, now we know what they do with the aluminum <laughs> Well, I guess they got uh, 27 truck drivers that are still working there. Uh, It doesn't surprise me that they would be doing these things. I mean, they are so sneaky and greedy and arrogant. It doesn't surprise me. Well, one of them, uh, what is it, J.P. Morgan uh, has to settle on uh, a similar uh, scheme. uh, And it looks like $500 million they're going to have to pay. But they probably made $3 billion on it. Right, $500 million is nothing to them. Yeah, half a billion here and there. It's a big deal. I mean, they're making so much money on the aluminum cans. That's great for the uh, reporter that did that story at the Times. That's great. Bill, it's amazing that people don't uh, realize that that's going on. And it's never reported in the ostrich media that this is going on. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I know uh, you want to rage on the banks. I've heard you do it. Oh, yeah. I've had enough of those banksters. I like the way the banksters are using Detroit. Yeah, well, they're using it, and, and no bankrupt well, no, Detroit. There's nobody there. 
So it's a perfect well, place for them to do all their dirty tricks. They have uh, 27 warehouses that they can move the <laughs> aluminum from one place to another. And they say some of some of these truck drivers move it from one warehouse to another three times in one day. Well, Bill, and Bill, I, I'm happy that they have jobs. <laughs> Yeah. I'm happy that the banks are participating. 27 truck drivers do. Yeah, 27 truck drivers in Detroit have a job. And thank you to the banksters for for allowing them to haul aluminum cans back and forth from one, one warehouse to another. I think that is brilliant. And I thank you, banksters, for doing the American way, doing what you're supposed to do for the American economy. Thank you so much. Okay. Bill. Yeah. Well, they they could care. Well, I I gotta say that they care secondarily to the American economy. But uh, and if it gets in the way, of course, their profits are more important than than America. Mm, I think they're doing. I think they're doing a terrific job. Yeah, I, I, I I like where they don't tell you about these shadow foreclosures. They never tell you about that. Yes, Marla. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. I cut, all I cut these my, games. Yeah, it's all uh, all scams and games. Now, and the Antonio West story is is kind of interesting because um, we uh, the the poor woman who saw her son shot in in the baby carriage right in front of her by a couple of teenage blacks, and I say blacks because it is germane to the story. Okay. She's a white person, and uh, they uh, the 14-year-old or the 16-year-old said, if you don't give us money now, we're going to shoot your baby. And she says, I don't have any money, and they, they shot the baby, and then they ran away. Now, uh, the story was that the uh, the press had been told and had figured it out themselves. They don't like to cover stories like this, particularly when they're anti, uh, when they're racial white uh, rather than racial black. Uh, and uh, so the story is is that uh, this woman, the mother, was a little kooky and that kind of thing. But we now have evidence that the story is true. The the Brunswick police in uh, in Georgia have filed charges against these two guys, and the, one of the black mothers went uh, to a pond and and threw the the weapon that the kid oh my to god kill the baby, and so they fished it out. The police have fished it out, and uh, these guys are going pr- to preliminary murder trials uh, in uh, the middle of, of August. Okay, okay. But they're not going to be charged because they're underage. Okay, Marla, go ahead. Bill, what's really important about this story is this was a 14-month-old baby. They shot the baby in the face. Here's the key key to the whole... Now, now, Renegade Nation, look at the Trayvon Zimmerman case and how they have radically went after that case, but this little boy, 14 months old, gets shot in the face, and you hear nothing from the mainstream media about it. Nothing! The only way you know about it... They don't want to touch a story that uh, that involves race in any way. Well, no, 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 no. They did... No, 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 Bill. You're wrong. They did involve race. Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackass started all these riots and all this carrying on over Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman, but when this kid gets shot, so there's no equality now, man. There's nothing. You need to have, if something happens like this, and I, the only way I knew about this was on Facebook. Um, I didn't see anything in the news at all about this baby being shot in the face and being killed. And so why is the media, Bill, what is wrong with the, these media gurus that sit there in New York and think they know everything and how to direct everything and, 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 and make sure that your attention is um, paid to something that is already completely diverted. over with and diverted? And, and this happens in Georgia and there's no national press coverage of this whatsoever. What, why, what, what's going on with these people, man? Well, the press likes to be liked and they like to do the popular thing. And uh, it's not popular to say that whites are being hurt by black because blacks, because then you're immediately accused of being racial. And uh, you know they should. Look oh God! Oh God! You know, are. oh Bill! You know it, it, that is so sickening. I mean, this kid got shot in the face and died. They, and they're calling the mother a kook. They can call us kooks too. You know, they call us all kind of names because they want to oh, make yeah. sure they can get their message out. Yeah, and they that, said that she's schizoid. You know, she's schizoid. Kind of oh, really? And they said that they said that she was looking for the money, which implicates that she was involved in killing her baby. I guess. Oh, so they're, they're going to try to change the story? Yeah, okay. Throwing in that little zip on them, you know, saying, "Hey, uh, she's she's asking for the money," uh, which of course is appalling to the uh, to the public, and they. Uh, they Oh, maybe she is a kook, uh, and uh, maybe we should forget about that story. Okay, Marla, what were you going to say? 
Oh, it's just amazing. Well, no, it's not amazing that they're trying to change the story. Is she's the one asking them for money? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll change the story, and it's the interpretation of the story, Renegade Nation. It's how they interpret it, how they change it, how they mince words, how they interpret words, and the interpretation of a word, and then they turn around and try to blame the woman instead of the people who actually shot and killed the baby. It's amazing how they change it, but you don't see any national press coverage from the mainstream ostrich media about this story. But you will see all week last week all about Trayvon Martin and blah, 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 and Al Sharpton and all that racist crap. And Trayvon Martin is not going to end. They're not going to they're not going to stop until they put him in jail. Now, uh, what Obama did on Friday night was I, uh, the press is guessing, and I think that they're, they're right on about this, that he knows that Eric Holder, the attorney general, is not going to be able to get evidence enough to uh, just throw this thing out or to go and get a, and get a, a national um, uh, charges against this guy and uh, throw out the, the state ruling. Uh, so I, I think that, uh, that they're really, really trying to calm it down. And what Obama did on Friday night was trying to show both sides that uh, we have to we have to be people of laws and uh, we're really sorry for the death of this son and uh, we can sympathize with the black community because of the way they feel. What he didn't say, what he should have said, was that the grounds are not there. There are two things that they could go for. They could say that it was a racial trial. They did not mention one time the race in the trial. And they they could have also uh, challenged it if Stand Your Ground was on it. And they purposely avoided those two things. And Eric Holder, I think, can look all he wants. And I think he knows that it's uh, that he cannot get a, a justified. Another thing that the president that the president should have said was that these these guys should should just uh, that they they have to have some kind of an understanding about the law. The kids uh, of, of today, I, I remember in the fourth grade, and I, I was brought up in a poor inner city school, but I can remember the teacher telling us that that you have to have a beyond a reasonable doubt. And you have never heard in this trial anybody saying, hey, he was, there was only one person that saw it, and uh, Zimmerman, <laughs> you got to believe what he says. Or you can't. There's nobody to refute what he says. Exactly. So yeah. uh, how are you going to how are you going to prove that since nobody witnessed this thing? How are you going to prove that what Zimmerman is saying is a lie? Mm-hmm. Marla, Eric Holder ain't holding nothing. Here's the thing with yeah, me, and then yeah. we're here, here's the thing. You see, I mean, if he comes back, he's going to look bad with the with the blacks. If he comes back and says, "I can't find anything," so I think that Obama on Friday night was trying to soften this so that there aren't going to be tons of rioting when he comes back and says, "I've looked and I cannot find." Well, you know, Bill, here's my my thing. Why is the president of the United States involved in this in the first place? Well, the Obamaator yeah, said. Trayvon could have been his son. He shouldn't be involved in it, and that's what the issue is. A lot of people are upset that he's involved in it, and he has better things to deal with than to deal with this. This is a local murder, and it got national coverage because of Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and the Rainbow Coalition trying to say that this... We can go on and on. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back... They can stretch that too far, and they can uh, there can be a backfire on Jesse Jackson. And yeah, I hope there is. Anyway, when we come back, rainbows have a beginning and an end. Yeah, they, that's exactly right, Marla. Rainbows have a beginning and an end, and he's coming to the end. Anyway, when we come back, Bill's going to be talking a story about and what they're doing to African women. Uh, he'll get into that. Anyway, um, you're listening to Renegade Talk, where we don't sugarcoat shit, and we just love having Bill on, giving us his input from New York. And uh, Bill he, Dean. The investigative machine. And now down to the boondocks. Here we go. We'll be right back, Renegade. Down in the boondocks. Shocks you. 
Renegade. Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk, where we don't sugarcoat shit. My name is Richie, along with Marla and Bill. Uh, welcome, Renegade Nation. Hey, if you want to hear uh, today's top hits and, and hot talk, Bill, you're going to be on another radio station playing all the music that you don't like. Anyway. <laughs> you know I don't like it. Well, yeah, it's all that top 40 stuff that nobody knows what it is except the young people. And uh, so uh, you'll, you'll be on there. You'll be able to show, tell your friends, listen to this, and then they'll listen to all this uh, hip-hop music, and you'll go, oh, this is disgusting, Bill. I can't believe you're on this. But anyway, so uh, Renegade Nation, welcome to uh, a Monday morning. Bill Dean, formerly of CBS and the author of Smooth Criminal. And also, uh, Bill is always getting the news before anybody else does and writing a blog. And that's called Our Missing News. So go check that out. You always get an update. Um, um, Hi, Marla. How are you? (laughs) You're giving me that look. No, I'm not just, you're speaking and I'm looking oh, at you. Oh, by the way, the numbers have gone up dramatically. We're number 25, Renegade Nation. Thank you yeah. for all the downloads. We're number 25 overall in Potomatic and number one. Billions yep. and billions of... The billions of people listening, Bill. It's amazing how many people no, are I listening. Mean, billions and billions of internet stuff. Yeah, they, well, there's billions of internet stuff out there, but at least we're in the top 25. Oh, and you're 25, that's pretty good. Yeah, we're... That's... Okay, my what? Freaking fabulous. That's because I'm fabulous. It does, yeah, it is. I'm going to pat myself on the back and give speeches around the country. How great <laughs> I am. I'm saving fabulous yeah. when you're number you, one. Oh, when I'm number, oh, I, well, I am number one. Well, we are number one. We're number one in news talk. At least we got that far. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, in fact, a lot of people like you, Bill. It's amazing how many emails I get. They <laughs> I say, Bill, this, guy, this guy's really good. Like yeah, well, anyway. So, yeah. Renegade Nation, again, thank you for all the downloads. Um, we appreciate it and continue passing the show around so people, you get a better understanding and a, another view of what's really going on out there because this is radio. This your is only a, view of what's really going on. Yeah, your on. only view. I mean, there's a lot of talk stations <laughs> out there. To, thanks to Bill. Thanks to Bill. And, and, and we appreciate all of our guests and especially especially Bill and Bill's on every Monday. So uh, so pass it around. So Bill has a story that's going on in Africa that's going to really disgust you. And again, you don't get the news. You don't you don't hear any of this stuff. Uh, it's usually on third party type of websites that the uh, ostrich stupid media does not want to um, qualify as newsworthy. But Bill finds this stuff and other people do on Facebook and other areas on the Internet to find out what's really going on around the world. And Bill's going to explain to you what's going on in Africa. And this will make you sick. This is what's going on and nothing's being done about it and nothing and, and nobody knows about it. So Bill, explain to Renegade Nation what the hell's going on in Africa. Okay, well a genital cutting is one of the things that's been going on for years and years and actually it indirectly affected a lot of people uh, that got AIDS because the they sew up the, uh, the uh, genitals of the woman uh, the little girl so she doesn't have sex and so the father can claim hey hey uh, you want to marry my daughter I got I guarantee she hasn't had sex she's been sewn up look at her and um, so uh, but the problem is is that they turn to anal sex as a result so anal sex was totally okay for a little 14 or 10 year old girl so, so they forgot about the other hole yeah, that's right. <clears throat> but the but the one in the front there, you you couldn't uh, 
you had to have that sewn up. Wow. Now, there are 125 million uh, girls living now, uh, and uh, girls, I should say women too, that have undergone this genitalia cutting, which has been going on for centuries. And it's all over, uh, it's actually half of the 29 countries in Africa um, uh, do this thing. And that's according to UNICEF, the United Nations Children Fund. Is that why Obama uh, went there to try to yeah. stop that? No. No, I'm just a joke. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Anyway, so... That, right. how, they, they can't but cleanse the themselves. The is, is there been a drop somewhat, and of course UNICEF doesn't want any, any girl to be mutilated like that. Um, and uh, so it's dropped from 96% of women in uh, who are in their 40s down to about 81% of the girls that are 15 to 19. So there is an improvement in this but slow. And of all the 29 countries in, in Africa, Egypt, I am surprised, is the is the one that practices it the most. Wow. And um, <clears throat> 91%, 91% of uh, uh, the Egyptian women have gone through this. Um, and uh, Well, how can they keep on producing all those babies over there, then? Where are they coming it, from? It happens. Actually, actually, the, the women, it's pretty complex, and uh, the, uh, a lot of women, a lot of little girls die as a result of And we this. don't hear about that either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, they, they project, UNICEF projects that uh, 30 million uh, girls are at uh, risk of having the same... 30 procedure, million? I should say, 30 million. Wow, that's a lot years. of women. That's a, wow. So uh, UNICEF is trying to get to uh, make people aware and not to uh, do this. Surprisingly, surprisingly, um, the boys, why would they survey the boys? They found that the boys would really not like to have the girl's vagina sewn up. Can you imagine? I can imagine that. Uh, I, I can imagine that. Too. Yeah, all of a sudden there's like uh, a blocked wall. <laughs> you hit it. It doesn't, it uh, doesn't yeah. feel too good. Yeah. Why well, don't they just uh, unsew it? cutting and stitching the Libya nearly covering the urethra and the uh, vagina opening. And then later, when the girl is going to get married, they cut it open and so she can have uh, childbirth. Well, how come she can't uh, open it up herself? Oh, it's all sewed up, man. Oh, they do it internally, it's I guess. Oh, wow. stitched up there. Wow. You just can't get in there. That's absolutely horrific. Horrible what they do to and, these women. Uh, this has been going on. And, can you uh, imagine? Oh, uh, gosh. The thing that's good is that uh, it's uh, uh, um, uh, a lot of these countries are showing an improvement. Kenya, where President Obama's father was, is uh, one of the better ones that's uh, not doing it as much. And uh, I thought he was actually, dead. Um, oh, oh, yeah, well, but the, uh, <laughs> then he can't do it. I should say where uh, President Obama was. He was probably the principal of the school that trained people to do it. Anyway, so a bill. So Helen Thomas died um, over the weekend. Yeah, that's that's really something. Uh, anybody, I mean, we should all know uh, the stories that Helen Thomas re, uh, revealed to us. Uh, she she is a toughie uh, was, and um, they hated her. Uh, she didn't was they write what Bell Bell Bell? Didn't they really hate her? I mean, she was such a uh, in your face type of uh, reporter asking the questions. No, you know, you know, because she was a very honest person, and uh, I found that when I was doing investigative reporting up in Rochester, and I found that uh, that when you uncover something like a mafioso connection with city hall and that kind of thing, they don't. As long as you're absolutely accurate. They do not hate the press. They're kicking themselves because they left it open, and I found out about it. And uh, they honored Helen Thomas because she was very straightforward, and she didn't make a mistake until the very end, and we'll talk about that uh, at the very end of this thing. Okay. Uh, but she was totally honored, and she was honored by the press. So it's a very, very, I mean, you don't see any of the other press being so daring to ask these tough questions before the president. But they put her, they honored her, the press honored her, honored her and put her in the front row 
right under the microphones where the president stands. A renegade nation, if you don't remember who Helen Thomas was, she was the little old lady that sat in the front row with a little pad, and she would ask the questions, and you could see the presidents of the United States going back a long time. Uh, Harry Truman. Fear came she over She wasn't them. a little old lady when Harry Truman was president. No, no, she president. wasn't, but I'm saying in, in recent years, she, she, she stood there, and they had fear in their eyes when she asked that question. And she, it was no hold barred attack. She's going to get the answer to the question, and she's going to keep on pounding it until she gets it. And today, that doesn't happen. And that Helen Thomas happen. was a great reporter. There's nobody, it's actually, I mean, you would be surprised in those days when she was there, when she was uh, really riding high, the number of reporters that were quoting what Helen Thomas said. Yeah, they quoted her. They weren't getting it. They weren't asking it. But they were writing what Helen Thomas got out of the president. She had brass balls, Renegade Nation. This lady stood up for you, the people. She asked the questions that needed to be uh, asked and and to be answered by the presidents of the United States. That when she was in the press corps and she worked at uh, UPI, I think well, wasn't wasn't yep. UPI United going bankrupt press at the time? Yeah, it was a long long time ago. That I think it's United Press International is gone by now. But anyway, Helen Thomas was a great reporter, and she died. Uh, she was ninety two, I think, over the weekend. She died, and a lot of people out there, Renegade Nation, don't know about this woman, but. This woman stood up for you. She asked the questions. She wanted the answers from them face-to-face, no bullshit, no holds barred, right in their face. It was great to watch her work. And, and we're sorry to see her that's pass. That's what everybody, every every reporter should be doing. And no reporters, practically no reporters are doing it. Bill, why uh, is that, that there's no more Helen Thomases out there that don't ask the bold questions? The, well, I'm going to get to that right now. Um... Uh, um, it, it requires self-sacrifice, putting your job on the line. Uh, you but that is your, whoa, 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 that is your job. Your job is to ask the questions. That's what your job That's is about. Right. It's, it's exactly. different now, Rich. Exactly. No, 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 no. It's not different. They, cha- no, they changed. They changed it. They're siding with a person they're interviewing usually. Bill, they changed uh, the scope of the way you ask questions. And if you get hired at CBF, at the Big Three, or you get hired by the, the cable news, or whoever you get hired by, you're not allowed to ask these questions. And that's what the reporter's job is to do, like Helen Thomas did, is ask the question and get the well, that's answer. That's job. why you have all this mishmush all over the place. Nobody understands what's going on because they've all been brainwashed. Mush-mush. Mush-mush. It's mush-mush. It's mush-mush. The, the classic example in the admission is that they have the president's uh, party with the with the press. You're not supposed to have a party with the press. And you got to credit the New York Times, one of the few places that said uh, you're not going as representatives, uh, reporters, correspondents, you're not going as representatives of the New York Times because this is not your job. And uh, but they all get there and they all laugh and so forth. And, and the next I'm day laughing. they're going to be tough with the president. You can't do that. Party with and the it, press. That's Woo-hoo. why they give you a few drinks the night before. Yeah, they give you a few. So, so your job is when you get hired, you you come out of journalism school, you have your degrees, and you're going to go get them. Go get them, boy. Go out there and get them. So they go out there and get them, and all of a sudden they're told what to say, what not to say, how to address themselves, how not not don't ask that question, don't ask this question. That's why the news organizations today are just falling apart. In fact, because Bill, the banksters are running. Well, them. the banksters are running it, and the, the the media is owned by the banksters, as we talked about before, and that's why you don't have any more. Helen Thomas's of the world floating around out there asking the questions that the American people need to know the answers to. to, to. So, but when you get into Benghazi and the IRS and the scandals, and it's, it's really if Helen Thomas was alive today, Renegade Nation, and, they, and he held that press conference, he she would have asked him the question, what, what happened with the IRS? Because the media is running all over with Trayvon and Zimmerman with that murder case, um, and the, the IRS has put, been put on the back burner, and I talked about it last night on Renegade, where they're not paying attention. Nobody's getting any information about the IRS scandals. They're trying to cover up the scandals, but a person like Helen Thomas would go on the air and ask that question. What is going on with the IRS? And point it at his face and get the answer. And that's why you need those type of journalists. Yeah, the press uh, today is is wishy-washy compared to what the press was 20, 30, 40 years ago, and yet they weren't 
they weren't as strong as Helen Thomas. And you got to remember that Helen Thomas wasn't working for ABC, NBC, or even the New York Times or Washington Post. She was working for United Press International, which was in competition with Associated Press, and at that particular time in the 1970s was going out of business. They only She was like the only correspondent left at the United Press International. And, and that's why, and they had nothing to lose. Man, and that, they didn't it, have any money to lose or anything else. So that's why she was able to do this for about so, 30 so years. There you have it. So, Bill, you're saying if she would have worked at ABC or the Big Three or whatever, she she would have uh, had her mouth sh- uh, sewn she shut. She would have been fired. She would have been fired, yeah. So when yep. she was in... Uh, they, knew, they knew that before, uh, and that's why they never but you know what's funny? But you know, you know what's funny, the irony about the whole thing is when she opened her mouth and asked those questions and went after, went after the, 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 the real problem or the real issue, it was ABC, CBS, and NBC that put her on TV. Oh, yeah. They, they, they used her, but they wouldn't hire she's her. Not, she's not their correspondent. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's amazing. No, um, Fidel Castro once described what we're talking about. Uh, he was asked the difference between the press in America and the press in, uh, in Cuba. And his answer was, he says, I don't have to answer to Helen Thomas. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, Helen, Helen, Renegade Nation, <laughs> Helen Thomas, in one word, was, in, in, in their eyes, a prick. When she walked into the room, oh boy, uh-oh, they didn't like her. But, but you know, when you do that, you got to be damn sure your questions, and you gotta, you gotta, or they'll they'll destroy you. And that's to and and uh, she was she was on. She knew the stories, and she knew knew what to ask. And uh, she was never hurt until the very very end. And, and so let's get into the very very end of this. What well, she was so frustrated with with all of the nonsense in D.C. What did she say that basically ruined her career? Well. Uh, coming up to uh, coming up to that in just a moment, I got a couple more things. If I got a minute here, uh, President Kennedy in her book, she did not write that many books. She was doing daily news, but uh, in her last book, she uh, she acknowledged that President Kennedy, who was obviously the president during the Cuban Missile Crisis and so forth, she said, if the press had been doing its job, he said, he said to her, if the press had been doing its job. There wouldn't have been a Bay of Pigs disaster for America. Now, that is really an indictment, and I know what the Miami Herald was doing down there. There was an armed camp, and they never they never reported it, and even Adelie Stevenson, the United Nations uh, Secretary uh, for the uh, 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 for the United States, representing the United States, did not have any idea that it was an armed camp down in Florida and they were staging uh, raids into Cuba with with all thousands of people now uh, of course that was in 1961 and Helen was 9 years uh, from the White House at uh, at that time the president did that as an off cuff uh, off the cuff uh, remark to her apparently it's in it's in her la- last book which wow. was written about 7 8 years ago her power came to and uh, here we go this is what we're aiming toward her power came to an abrupt end with an off the cuff comment in the White House driveway she didn't do this at the at the press conference, but her she she was Lebanese um, a Lebanese American. Her her family came from Lebanon, an Arab state, and um, she rattled off in the in the White House driveway saying to somebody, uh, "The Jews should get out of Palestine." She calls it Palestine instead of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. The Jews should get out of Palestine and go back home to Poland and Germany. Well, uh, the Jewish lobby wouldn't put the, oh, put up with that, mm-hmm. and uh, you got to remember that there are no uh, no Arabs in the Senate, uh, few uh, few in the House. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, her power dropped instantaneously to zero, and then you know you can usually say, "I'm sorry, I made a mistake," and so forth. Well, she. She went through that and got nowhere. And got nowhere, um, yeah. And then they put her in the press, uh, said, you know, oh, oh, yeah, the person that we're quoting all the time, we don't want to have anything to do with you. And so they took away all of her honors, and uh, they put her in the last row uh, of the White House briefing room. I remember that President scene. Obama that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, cut her off uh, with Helen observing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, I hit the third rail, adding no United States reporter's uh, career can survive criticism of Israel. Uh, and they know that. And uh, her apology wasn't enough. Uh, Helen Thomas, this is only a couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago. The standing career was over before the Obama re-election. Yeah, they didn't want her around with the Obama thing. Um, anyway, Renegade Nation, we're going to take a break. Uh, Helen Thomas, rest in peace. What a great journalist and a great person and a lot. Yes, Marla. It's amazing what they all get away with today. No yeah. problem. Yeah, they get away with that. Well, yet Helen Thomas is of the world. If they would step up and do what Helen Thomas did, yeah. then you would get more information and get to the source of what's really going on. And you have to go on Facebook and find all these all this crap that's being spread around. Nobody understands what's going on. But when you have a reporter like Helen Thomas, who basically went after them and wanted to get the information right and get the information out to the American people because she wasn't employed by ABC, CBS, or NBC, Renegade Nation. She was employed by UPI. But the three the big three would put her on TV. That's how everybody learned about her. But they would never hire her because of her uh, way of asking questions and she was very blunt and right to the point, which I love. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking about more stuff that's going on in the news. Renegade Nation, thank you. Bill Dean, formerly of CBS on the air with us, and Marla. We'll be right back. Here's the logical song, Common Sense. When I was young, it seemed that life was so smoked over the That's weekend. Right. I was with the, with these people, Itchy Park. I was Itchy Coup- <laughs> I, I saw Bill there in 1968. Bill, weren't you there smoking that bong? Sitting there going, hey man, what's up, bro? They had joints back then, oh, my friend. Right. You distracted yourself. Uh, what'd you say, Bill? I said you distracted yourself. Yes, I did. <laughs> Listen to this, man. I'm feeling... never did touchdown. <laughs> I'm still flying high, Renegade Nation. Woo! This is my favorite tune when I got stoned. And it still is. It still is. Here listen, in Maui. I listen to it every day. Every night. This goes out after my brothers. <laughs> Your brothers. My brothers, Your yeah. brothers. Your brothers. Oh, by the way, Bill, I'm going to start teaching Renegade Nation Ebonics. We have the Ebonics, um, how, you know, to say hello. I know. You know, you ruined my peace, love, and happiness hippy dippy mood. Okay. I'm with sorry. your Ebonics. Yeah, would, you, would you demonstrate a little bit? I can't demonstrate it. I have it on tape, and it's uh, like when you say hello, how, how are you? Excuse me, yeah. but off air, Bill said this is a love fest. It's a love fest? That's what Bill said. Yeah. Bill's in his and own I, love fest. I would like to remain that way with Bill. Okay. You, so be quiet. Hey, Bill, she... why don't you take her for about two weeks? You can have, <laughs> believe me, you'll be throwing her back fast. Anyway. So, okay, Bill. Marla, we're come gonna, on over. Yeah, okay. yeah go. You I'll pay for the airline it. tickets. I'll take you for a ride. Yeah, where? On yeah. the subway? Yeah, on the subway so you get like jumped. Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, my gosh. Anyway, so, Bill, we're going to end the show, and we're going to be talking about investigative journalism. And Renegade Nation, Bill wants to say a few things about 
where I guess uh, we take, don't know what he wants to say. Let well, the man speak. Well, I, I know, but something about investigative journalism. So I'm going to hand the mic over to Bill, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. And Bill, go ahead. Well, I think that it's pretty silly. They are now using the term investigative journalism until uh, it has no meaning at all. Somebody that's reporting the traffic or something is called an investigative journalist. And so it's been numbized <laughs> so much that it means nothing. And it's too bad because uh, and there's so little real investigative journalism. It's like looking and seeing something and saying, I don't understand that. Or talking to somebody like in uh, City Hall and finding out that, uh, that everybody's on drugs or something like that. And that it should be reported. You're not going to be uh, liked by those people, but uh, you'll be respected for you doing your job, I guarantee that. And so little of that is being done. I can remember this woman was telling me down in Miami, she was new, she was young, and she says, look at all the lists I've got, all these contacts. And I said, oh, uh, what are they telling you? Uh, you? You know, you might, uh, you think you get some good stories out of them? And uh, she says, oh, I don't want to get any real stories out of them, she says, uh, because then I would lose them as a contact. Really? <clears throat> you can always get new contacts. <laughs> I have plenty of They're contacts. They're kind of like contact lenses. You contact know, you lenses. Switch yeah. them out. Yeah. Switch them in and out. So, so, I, so I'm an investigative reporter. Well, I'm you, making a joke. If you it. ask questions that you don't get from a news conference, then but they only know, and they are so mechanical. And when you hand them a story, like I went to 18 people while I was working at CBS, and I said, "This smooth criminal story is there. I don't have it all, but I'll give you everything that I got, and you can get all the fame for it." I said, "This is a blockbuster," and uh, they they said, "Wow, wow, that's great, yeah, but I I, I don't I don't I don't want to do it, you know." Because they were afraid. Yeah, what are they afraid the of, Bill? The press is afraid, and uh, you shouldn't be in the press. You should not be in the press if you're not willing to take your life, even if you have to at certain times. We go over to Iraq and we get shot up. Over 100 journalists in the world get got killed this past year and uh, it's part of the job and if you don't like that then you should get into something else. I was thinking one time you should become the society reporter and then I thought about how these uh, rich mavens would go go after you and it might be more dangerous than being in Iraq. <laughs> yeah, like a Martha Stewart. Yeah, right. spelled their name. I can't believe they did. They said that about me the way the way the little piece of call off was not folded correctly. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I, uh, the, the, I, the, and I'm a member of the investigative reporters and editors. Uh, and, uh, can I join? That's the, that's the investigative reporters uh, magazine. And I saw a, a young woman uh, who's a member also, and she's down in West Palm Beach. And she was saying it's time to get off our butts and, and really get going. And I, I was really impressed. And so I said, oh, I called her and I said, here's, here's a real investigative story about the CIA that has never been reported and needs to be reported because uh, totally innocent people are being hurt. And uh, she said, oh, wow. And she wrote it. Uh, she was ready to go. She went to uh, her boss. Her boss kicked it upstairs to big media. And uh, the word was she was totally disappointed. And she had a real lesson to find out. The big media says, no, don't you put that stuff out. So what do we have on uh, this uh, this uh, spring issue of IRE, Investigative Reporter Journalist? Uh, something that nobody's really going to get in trouble with. And if you can't get it on IRE, where can you get it? Uh, here's a picture of a dog on the front, and it says tracking animal mistreatment. You think that anybody's going to get in trouble for saying, you know, the poor dogs are over here and somebody nope. whipping them or something? But Bill, you know, in the future, <clears throat> where the ostrich media is right now, and where these stories are not coming out, like the Snowden deal. Snowden all of a sudden got snowed in, as Marla calls it, right, Marla? He got snowed in. You don't hear anything about Snowden. You don't hear anything about the IRS. All we're hearing about is the Zimmerman case. And... 
the internet, it seems to me that they're just taking over for the, in, investigating, and, and there are reporters out there getting information. Uh, whether it, you know, and then they then the, then the big three turn around and say, "Well, you can't believe that they didn't get their they, their, their their sources aren't good and blah blah blah." I think. Do you think it's going more toward the internet now that they're losing the big three are losing out? And oh yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the the internet has to build up its audience, but then I don't know if they build up their audience, then maybe they'll be compromised. Well, it's well, like well, this audience is growing. Guy, they can they can say something and not get hurt. Well, on Facebook, they put you in Facebook jail now yeah, if they, they don't like what you're saying or if you you put it out there oh, yeah. too many times. Uh, see, as this radio, all three of us have been in Facebook jail, right? And as this radio station grows, they they what are they what are they going to do to us? Well, there's one thing they can get rid of us, but they can't they can't shut us well, down. Well, they're Not already yet. practicing censorship. Yeah, censorship. That's oh, yeah. why we've mm-hmm. moved over to Google Plus. <laughs> yeah, the information the information that you get on Associated Press is uh, is controlled. They're, everything's controlled. controlled. Who, you know, Bill. They, who, Bill. What, who? They, what they do over at the United Pre- at the uh, Associated Press though is they say, hey, you know, we're not going directly to air. We're not going directly to the newspapers. We're just handing this stuff out to you, and you can decide to use it. So they have a little bit more leeway, and they can throw something on. And then if uh, somebody gets in trouble, they can say, hey, you know, we just offered it to you. The so unassociated they can, they can press. Throw some good stuff out well, there. hey, Bill, yes. they they were just being um 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 what, what was that word I'm looking for now? I forgot. I don't know. Uh, no, they were being um they were uh, spying on uh, Associated Press. They were hacking into their phones oh, and yeah. their computers. So in other oh, words, yeah. Associated Press is getting the stories, they're getting the information, and they're getting the truth. And then they they're trying to report on this, and all of a sudden, uh, whoever's spying, nobody knows who's doing that. That's all a big secret. <laughs> You never know who's doing it, but they, they, they're trying to get to the root. And I guess my question, Bill, is to you, who is the root? I think a lot of people would like to know, who is the people that are controlling the media? Is it the banksters or is it, is it the heads of the uh, networks that are saying they're the so... The banksters are the, the heads the, of the, the networks. The heads of the networks are just the little people within, within the organization. They, there may be... CBS, I believe, has over 100 different companies. Mm-hmm. Disney is like that, too. Time Warner. and They have all these companies. And, and uh, we're, we're, now, we're now seeing that, um, uh, you, you know, that uh, we're getting these canned movies now. And uh, it's uh, actually the networks may be going down. They may be losing to um, uh, Netflix. And, uh, and well, they are. There's a lot of talk on, on in the broadcasting area of major layoffs with radio stations and TV stations around the country. And the network uh, network viewership is declining every uh, every time they come out with the Arbitron ratings or, or the Nielsen, whatever the hell they use. But they're going down, and more people are going to the Internet and getting their information from the Internet. And that's why I think that Internet radio and eventually Internet television will take over. I don't know what they're going to do, but they don't tell anybody the truth. They don't, they don't do their jobs. I mean, I, either you, you tell the truth, and this is what happened, and then you can make your own decision whether you like it or not. And this, uh, I think, I, I think, and, and this is my opinion, Renegade Nation, that the Zimmerman trial oh, was the final. Wait, shut up, Mario. It was the final blow to them, especially when they went down there and started this all this uh, rioting and carrying on. And I think that uh, they lost a lot of credibility, uh, Bill and Renegade Nation. That's my I totally feeling. Totally agree. Yeah, I, I think that has gone too far they go, now. They went, they went too far. They, they went too far this time. And again, yep. you're not hearing anything about the IRS. You're not hearing anything about Benghazi. And you're not hearing anything about Fast and Furious. You're not hearing any. All you hear about is the Zimmerman case. It is over. Why? And they're going to keep going. And you know what? They're actually afraid of Jesse Jackson being, uh, Jesse will call him a uh, racist if they don't keep putting him on the air. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, and they are scared. Of they're scared of that. Why are they so afraid of it? Because you just, it's just amazing. You just accuse a network of being racist. That's oh, come on. Do. How could they be racist? Whoa, 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 Bill. You cannot uh, countercharge them. Or Bill, how could else. they be racist? They're the ones that went down there and exploited the story to begin with. But it's an explosive word. Oh, God. You know what? You know what? Boys. Boys. Carries weight. Boys. Yes, Marla. Boys, stop fighting. Um, we're not fighting. We're we having have, a debate. There's something new in the news. What's that? The king has been born. That's right. Hey, Bill, I can't wait for entertainment tonight and all the networks. They're flying all their correspondence over to Britain right now. The king yes. has been born. 
Oh, yes. Well, that's a diversionary story. That's a big... Oh, God. I'm, I, I'm bending over saying, hallelujah, no more Trayvon for Good, a week. Goodbye, Trayvon. So many, <laughs> so many dictators say, when the people get bored or where they get, when they get antsy, give them a parade. Goodbye, oh, Trayvon. Uh, oh, we're going to have gang. a parade, a royal parade. I'm having a royal party tonight myself. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm Are a, you going to wear your jeweled crown? Yes, I'm going to wear my crown. <laughs> uh-huh, and you know where it's going to be, too. Oh, God. On my head. Not that head. It's going to be on my head. Yeah. Oh, anyway, gosh. Anyway. So, anyway, the king, the future king, uh, if you already don't know by now, because they're <laughs> blasting it all over the place, <laughs> you can forget. Oh, by the way, Bill, how's Cheryl Atkinson doing? Oh, God. I just want to uh, ask she, you. We were talking she about the so king. marginalized. I haven't heard from her. I have to check uh, and find out if she's doing anything at all. This is one of the things that they do. They give you a contract, uh, like three years at the network. And uh, they don't fire you because then it makes big news, you know, so-and-so's been fired. So they don't want to get that. They don't want to. Uh, but what they do is they just let the contract run out. Okay. We are going I, I at. Had, I had an executive over at ABC, and they, they didn't fire him. He was a vice president. They didn't fire him, but they put him out in a hallway, and they built a little plywood yeah, he told us about that for him out there. That's happened to me plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, I'm always going to fire. I guess my Well, I guess it's better than being fired. Yeah, well, I they got fired, too. To pay you. Now look at me. Now look at me, Renegade Nation. Yes, Marla. We are going well, out with a royal... Okay, we man. were going out with a royal bang, <laughs> and he had to bring up something completely... Oh, oh, Marla, you know, it's just a talk station. We People talk. It's talk. It's, There's know. no news or Bill would have told us. I, but, but, That's what Bill I, does. But why, uh, here's, here's one that is totally oh missed. It is so dynamic and so powerful is, uh, is uh, where his, his, the mother... The mother was killed in uh, in the tunnel in Paris. Uh, that has never been investigated. Ooh, yeah, and Diana. Yeah, a little Fiat can knock off a a big Mercedes Benz going mm. at eighty miles an hour. The secrets of the secret society, Renegade Nation. Nobody's ever come to a conclusion of really what happened. To Princess and then, Diana. Uh, you know, because Princess Di didn't realize how how upset the the queen was that she was about to get married to mm, an Egyptian, to an Egyptian, son mm, of an Egyptian drug yeah, dealer, drug dealer. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you on that note, Bill, for the info. I like Princess the royal Di. note. The royal, yeah. Anyway, you can now expect the this royal whole shaft. <laughs> the, the, the royal shaft. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, a renegade nation. You're going to get the royal shaft this week on, on network television and all these shows. And he is a little shaft. Don't even watch TV this week. Go to HBO and go to Showtime because you're going to be inundated with this king. You're going to be so inundated. You're going to be. You're going to kill yourself after this you week. Can, you can forget the value, the important stories. You can just forget. Just forget it. about it. But the thank God, listening will be coming. Give them a parade. The way well, they'll have said. a parade. In fact, Bill, I'm going to talk about the the future king all this week. I think it's terrific. <laughs> I I can't wait to see the the crown on his head. Did he? Well, Richie asked me off air if he was born with a crown on his head. Yeah. Did he come out with a crown? <laughs> Okay, they don't like me anyway. I don't care what they think. I don't care. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. I, Renegade Nation, one thing, Bill, watch TV, uh, Entertainment Tonight, Inside Edition, <laughs> uh, CNN, Fox. They're all going to have coverage of the baby, of the king, of the future king. And they are not yeah, going to tell you anything about anything. to see where they put this on the on the evening news. Is this going to be the lead story? Of course. Maybe check, your, check your, uh, your three networks, folks. I will. Yeah. ABC, NBC, and CBS, <laughs> and switch over as they all go on together. And see if if one of them doesn't give us the now. Here here's my question, Renegade Nation. And since we're wise asses and we say the things that we say, and we're not we're 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 just not nice over here, as a lot of people think, and we're arrogant. <clears throat> I wonder if anybody's going to kill themselves over this. Remember that operator that got uh, that uh, she had a problem when the, the the princess was in the hospital. Remember all that when those two Australian DJs called in and faked and got through to the room. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh! 
I did a much better job. Oh, I don't think anybody's going to get near this yeah. little kid. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna really protect this whole thing. But I, I can, Renegade Nation, I can guarantee you this week you will not get any news about anything because they right now are flying over their whole correspondent package. Each oh, they've one of them. been there. They've been camped oh, out, they're, Richie. Are, oh, they're already camped out? Okay. Oh, they were, yes. That's right. Yeah, because they... they they've been rep- the unemployment rate uh, stays yes. where it is. And Didn't you hear that... She was in labor last night? Uh, no, I was uh, busy getting laid. <laughs> anyway, we're going to get out of here. Renegade Nation, uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate all the downloads. Bill, again, a, a pleasure. Bill Dean, formerly of CBS, the news assignment editor, author of Smooth Criminal, and also the author of Our Missing News. If you want to really find out what's going on this week, because you're not going to get it from them, and they don't tell you the truth anyway, so you can go to Bill's site and get all the info. Marla? Have a great day, Renegade Nation. Thank you. Have a great day. And we'll, oh, by the way, tomorrow, Candace is coming on. Yes, Candace. From the normal. The n- normal. The, the, they're the ones that are trying the to The National me. Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. She's the president in normal of California. Nor- no, Orange County of California. I'm sorry, Orange no, County. No. <laughs> you, California. You, you need to go to normal California. Bill, we're I out do. of here. I need I'll, to go smoke a doobie. Go to smoke a doobie. To the king. Hello. Cause there's no nicer way